0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Daily Money Show. My name is Kent Brown, co-founder here at Granger & Brown. This is The Daily Money Show for Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. And on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything to do with the world of money, but we educate you as well because finance, economics, investments can be extremely confusing, and people just don't have time to figure those things out. That's where the show comes in. We take that confusing world... Simplify it so that you feel more empowered because you become more knowledgeable. And with that knowledge, you can make better decisions with your money. Now, you can get the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and TuneIn Radio. Just search for The Daily Money Show. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where most articles I talk about will be posted to those pages. If you'd like to uh, review those articles on each of those pages, just search for The Daily Money Show. And while you're there, definitely like and follow us. All right, on today's episode, so it looks like another round of stimulus checks is going to go out. We'll talk about the stimulus bills a little bit. And also Kodak, the camera company, is going to start to manufacture pharmaceutical ingredients. So we'll talk about that. Let's jump into the markets real quick. Uh, It was Fed Day today, and the market's, uh, did end the day in on a positive note the S&P 500 finishing positive 1.24% on the day to 3258 down roughly 4% from its recent all-time high the Dow finished positive 0.61% to 26539 down roughly 10% from its recent all-time high and the Nasdaq finished positive 1.35% to 10,542. It's down roughly 2% from its recent all-time high. So just a quick little uh, recap with the markets as far as the all-time highs are concerned. The S&P 500 all-time high still February 19th at 3386. The Dow all-time high February 12th of this year at 29,551. And the Nasdaq Uh, All-time high just recently here, July 20th at 10,767. So the NASDAQ has recently made new all-time highs. The S&P 500 hasn't quite got there yet, uh, but it is only 4% from its recent all-time high, while the Dow is still roughly 10% away. Uh, Let's jump into it for today. So the We'll start with, or we're going to talk about the next stimulus bill. Now, the extra $600 per week in unemployment benefits is going away, and Congress is in the middle of negotiating a new stimulus bill, Uh, so where is everything right now, Um, or as of yesterday? The Democrats, they already passed a $3 trillion bill uh, in the House, and the Republicans released their bill, which comes in around a trillion. Uh, Here's an article from CNN. This is from July 28th, uh, titled, Here are the differences between the Democratic and Republican stimulus bills. So basically, uh, just breaks down the article, the two different bills, as far as there's one column that talks about what the Republicans, another column talks about the Democrats. So if you want to see that, you can go to that uh, CNN website and look at the differences in detail. Um, We'll talk about a couple of those real quick. But we'll start with direct payments because that's the basically the check that gets sent out. the The last time that happened was twelve hundred bucks per person, five hundred dollars per kid, um, and it looks like something similar could be going out again, similar to last time. Now, um, the Democrats had proposed twelve hundred dollars per family member with a max of six thousand dollars per family. That was in their bill. So, for example, if you were uh, if you're married with three kids, uh, making less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars per year, it looks like that would max out at you would max out at six thousand dollars under the Democrats' proposal. The Republicans basically proposed a similar round as the first time around, which is twelve hundred dollars per person and five hundred dollars per kids. Uh, it looks like both bills have income limits. But it looks like it's the same as last time, $75,000 for a single person, up to $75,000. And then I guess it starts to fade out uh, after that. And then married couples is $150,000, so up to $150,000, then starts to fade off after that. Uh, the Republicans did propose another round of PPP, Paycheck Protection Program. That's that program that was money that was lent through banks to small businesses, Uh for the purpose of maintaining employees, and it looks like this next round is going to be more targeted. Um, now, as far as unemployment insurance, so what they had passed earlier was that extra six hundred dollars per week. Now, the extra six hundred bucks per week could, uh, depending on this which state you live in and how much the state unemployment is, you know, that could end up being you know eighteen to twenty bucks an hour, uh, and so for some people they could they could make more money on unemployment than if they just were making you know twelve bucks an hour or even fifteen bucks an hour uh, or ten bucks an hour depending on what job they're working at. Uh, now that six hundred dollars extra per week, that is coming to an end. I guess uh, maybe the last payments had already gone out, but I think the end of it is the thirty first of July now, there, there are a difference, or the Democrats have proposed just extending the current program while the Republicans came out and proposed reducing it. Uh, but So there's not an agreement, it looks like, on the two sides. However, uh, it doesn't look like that will derail, or at least from this article. This was from July 28th. Um, it's titled, It's Not 600 or Bust top Democratic lawmaker opens the door for compromising with GOP on reduced unemployment benefits. So the article does explain, uh, explains the Republican proposal in in more detail. Here's a little bit from the article. The GOP unveiled their unemployment plan on Monday. It calls for keeping a reduced payout of $200 a week on top of state benefits through September. In October, That would be replaced with a new system that caps benefits at 70% of a jobless person's lost wages, with the federal government kicking in a maximum amount of $500. So their new plan, uh, so the the Republican plan basically is reducing the $600 to $200 a week into October, and then October, the system, it's a new system that is designed to cap the benefits at 70%. Of a jobless person's lost wages, with a maximum amount of 500 bucks, I guess that's per week from the government. So now, both sides are—they're probably going going to come to an agreement. Now, maybe that agreement is, you know, meeting in the middle, and and the Republicans increase the weekly amount, the Democrats. Uh, reduce their weekly amounts. We'll see maybe there there is a new system that goes into play and sometime later this year, or maybe they just extend the current system temporarily uh, to figure out uh, what they're going to agree on. Uh, but in the end, we probably will get a bill sooner than later because that extra 600 bucks a week is its ending. So if they don't come to an agreement, then you know, every week that goes by is an is a week where you have a lot of people that were getting six hundred dollars every week extra, right? What does that look like for consumption? That money is not going into small businesses or any businesses. And so we'll see how soon the two sides can come to an agreement. Uh, but as far as the direct payments, it does it, it, that is in both bills for the Republicans and the Democrats. So it looks like there's going to be another round of direct payments going out to uh, to people in those income levels. Uh, so let's switch gears for a second, and we're going to talk about Kodak for a second. Kodak, the camera company, right? Uh, now, yesterday, the Trump administration announced that Kodak is going to start to produce not more cameras, but pharmaceutical drug ingredients here in the U.S. Uh, this is an article from the NewYorkPost.com yesterday, uh, July 28th, uh, titled, Kodak Launching New Pharmaceuticals Arm with $765 million federal loan. All right, so here's uh, excuse me. Here's a, a statement from Executive Chairman Jim uh, Costanza from Kodak, uh, from the article. It says, by leveraging our vast infrastructure, deep expertise in chemicals, manufacturing, and heritage of innovation and quality, Kodak will play a critical role in the return of a reliable American pharmaceutical supply chain. So uh, here's a little bit more from the article. Now, uh, it is gonna give, it's going to give us an idea of, of how much here in the U.S. we produce pharmaceutical ingredients and how much we consume. So here's from the article. Federal officials noted that Americans consume roughly 40% of the world's supply of bulk generic drug ingredients, but only 10% of those materials are made in the U.S. So we as Americans consume 40% of the world's supply Of generic drug ingredients, we don't manufacture that much, just 10% here in the U.S. So 90% of drug ingredients are not made here in the U.S. Now, it looks like Kodak's going to start to manufacture ingredients here at home. Now, that's just the company. As far as their stock is concerned, their stock went just supersonic uh, today in trading. So since Monday, this is how crazy this is. Uh, and you can, and I just used Google, but you can Google this, you know, Kodak stock, and you can see what happened. But on Monday, Kodak stock was trading at roughly two hundred or 200, $2.62 a share. Today, intraday, during trading hours, their stock hit $60 per share, 60 bucks. On Monday, $2.62 today it hits $60 per share which is insane. And just to give you an idea from $2.62 to that 60 bucks that's roughly 2190% or excuse me 2190 2190% 2, increase in 2 days in that stock price. So for example if somebody yeah, let's just say somebody had owned the shares, or they purchased the shares at two dollars and sixty-two cents uh, today. It, and if that person, let's just say, or let's let's do this: somebody on Monday takes a thousand bucks and they purchase uh, as many shares as they can for a thousand bucks at two dollars and sixty-two cents. All right, during today or during intraday, at one point, their thousand dollars that they purchased on Monday at 262 per share that would have increased to $22,000 $22,900 when it was at 60 bucks a share now intraday the stock as it did hit 60 it then reversed and it closed at $33.20 a share so anybody who got in at you know $50 or $55 a share Thinking, wow, how high can this go? Maybe it's going to go to a hundred. All of a sudden, boom! Right, thirty-three dollars and twenty cents is what it closed at. So, if anybody bought at fifty bucks, roughly, uh, that's a thirty-four, roughly a thirty-four percent decrease. If they bought above fifty dollars, or if they bought in above fifty dollars a share, that's more in just in just one day. So, just a crazy roller coaster ride in Kodak stock the last couple of days. All right. That is all we have for today. We will talk to you again on Friday. As always, remember bad debt equals lots of regret. Bye now.
1: All information and materials discussed on this podcast are for educational purposes only. Opinions expressed on this podcast are based on information considered reliable, but Granger and Brown cannot guarantee the accuracy of the information, nor should it be relied upon. The host is an active trader who may be invested in securities or investments discussed on this program in which he may take long or short positions. Also, the host's trading may be short-term in nature and positions disclosed should not be taken as investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments. The information discussed on this podcast should not be used as a recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments or taken as investment advice. There could be real risk of loss, by following any opinions or investment strategy discussed on this podcast as prices regarding securities or investments may rise or fall dramatically depending on the market environment. Current or past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments or securities discussed on this podcast may not be suitable for any individual's situation. Individuals should seek advice from a licensed investment professional or professionals regarding their own personal investment situation, time horizon, or needs. Returns and information in this podcast are estimates only and might not be exact. There are risks when investing in real estate, including liquidity risk, in which the sale of your real estate purchase could take a prolonged amount of time. Also, if you choose to sell your real estate purchase, you might have to sell it for less than what you originally paid. There are also risks and possible tax consequences associated with investing in real estate inside an IRA. Granger and Brown Investments is not a registered investment advisor or broker-dealer, Ranger & Brown Investments is not an accounting firm and does not give tax advice regarding any security or any real estate transaction. You may want to consult with an accountant, attorney, real estate agent, or financial advisor before proceeding with any transaction regarding securities or real estate.